What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You're tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos with us today. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and your number to participate is 1-800-707-9760. Again, that is 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that uh, was discussed on yesterday, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, uh, you can parlay that take over today. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you want to uh, follow me on Twitter or send me a message, you can tweet me at SportsGrind. Um, or and also keep in mind if you want to stream the show live and leave comments and interact with the show you can do that by going to the business uh facebook page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page you can leave those comments and i'll respond to them if not i'll respond to them later um off air and if you ever miss any of the shows live you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com and download the podcast seven days a week 1-800-707-9760 what's up mr clark Ready to rock and roll. All right. Bartlett. What's up, gentlemen? All right, man. Um, it's Thursday, a, a day closer to the uh, weekend, uh, you know, that makes me happy. But we've got some business to attend to. First off, you know, we are kicking off week 14. I mean, this is it, man. This is a home stretch. Season just went by as a blur. Okay. Some fan bases out there, kid, for the next four weeks, can't come here fast enough. Uh, but we're kicking week 14 off tonight uh, with the Raiders and the Rams, right? Isn't that tonight's matchup? Yeah, Raiders at Rams tonight. Raiders uh, favored six and a half. Yeah, and I guess the question is this, and we'll get into it about Baker. Is he going to make a debut or not? Um, we'll definitely talk about that. We'll take a peek into some of the matchups. We've got some other off-the-field news. You know, hey, look, this OBJ situation continues to go on. You know, Jerry's talked about he's unconcerned. And look, and the thing that's developed now is that Odell Beckham doesn't want to work out for anybody. He didn't want to work out for that. He didn't want to run. What does that tell you? Tell you he's not ready. That's the reason why I should have been an agent instead of doing this, to be honest with you. But I didn't want to go to law school. And I've told that story a hundred times. It, look, and not only that, Odell is not, he's not, wanting to live out of an apartment in a suitcase anymore man Odell's looking for a two to three year deal and I just feel like and, and to me I mean the guys at the Suns game last night I, I mean to me he's the guy that's going to take all these trips Odell's the guy that probably I don't know he probably had a lot of recruits I mean he went to LSU but Odell was one of those guys in high school if he could have visited every letter he got Odell would do that because he likes that attention so to me, for Jerry to sit there and say, hey, you know, and I told you this could be also just a, you know, a situation where, you know, you could be putting some out there like, oh, I don't know, I'm kind of concerned after this physical. But now there is some truth to this just because the fact that he's not working out for anybody because he's not ready. I mean, think about it. It hasn't even been a calendar year yet that he had the injury. So unless, you know, and, you know, we there's been guys that have – and especially since medicine and technology and surgery's gotten better, um, 
you know, guys have recovered from these things, you know, ahead of schedule more than others, you know, legendary. Um, you know, I'm not trying to compare that they had the exact same type of tear, but I mean, if you look at the Adrian Peterson situation, I mean, he's known for like being non-human on quickly he came for, but obviously for the most part, 90% of these guys don't come back within a calendar year before that really that injury took place. What do you got? Well, you do have Jamison Williams, former Alabama wide receiver, tore his ACL in the national championship game. He's ready to go for the Detroit Lions at this time. So, so, but he's he's also I don't know what seven eight years younger than OBJ. Yeah, I mean, again, I, they that tells me you can go to age and youth on that is definitely probably plays some factor to it. But also, I would have to be, and I'm no Doctor Sandra Gupta. I've said that a hundred times, but I would have to say, are they the same type of tear? Was there's other thing ligaments? Were there setbacks? So I don't really compare to that. The bottom line is is that he ain't ready to go. And I don't really think Dallas needs him anyway. I think he could help, but I think to get him at this time of the year and think that he's going to be, you know, um, that guaranteed to be an impact to get him this late, I don't think so. And not only that, the more and then the more that Jerry talks about this and the more it goes on, this is just clickbait, man. This is just, I mean, at the end of the day, that's why I haven't really spent too much time on it because I don't even really know if he's ready to go yet. That's unless you and the only other thing it makes to it, like Jerry will say, hey, I'm ready to marry you for at least two or three years and do it now. You probably get him cheaper because if he doesn't sign with anybody coming down the stretch and I don't know if he will now since the words out that he's not all the way ready, he's going to get more money in the offseason. What you got? So so if you're Odell's agent and you put your agent hat on, then um, what are what are you getting out of this, or or is this more Odell pushing for wanting to do his recruitment, as you say? Um, or if you're Odell's agent, are you saying, bro, if you're not ready to do workouts, let's just hold off to the off season? Why are we going through all of this now? Because I feel like not wanting to do drills is almost more uh, more unappealing publicly than just continuing to say, hey, I'm going, going through my recovery process. We'll see you guys again in 2023. So as an agent, I'm just telling him, first of all, I would advise him from a jump, like I told you all on Tuesday. I'm, I would sit there and tell him, just wait it out until you're 100%. Odell don't need the money, man. This ain't about the money. This is about him would like him. He's got a taste of a champion. He's a world champion. He contributed to those Rams victories last year. I know, I mean, he was, to me, if he doesn't, and trust me, I've been one of the biggest Odell critics. I used to call the guy Odella because how emotionally was. But the truth of the matter is, is that he's done enough in the film that he put on last year. Now, granted, he is older, as Jonas alluded to, and now that he is coming off this injury. So we don't know what Odell. Now, the Odell that we saw that was still been through this type of surgery before and type of injuries has put him out. He, he looked like the old Odell. and He was probably on his way for the Super Bowl MVP if he didn't get hurt. But however, if I'm his agent, sit, man. He don't need the money. Just sit. Because either, either you're going to make a decision where this is your last bag that you're going to get, and Odell's made a lot of money off the field, or it's just like we need to hone on with a contender because we like to get another ring on our way out, but let's have a camp. Let's have an OTAs. Let's have an Aussie. Let's heal properly. That's what I would be uh, directing him as an agent right now, but he's going to keep his name out there because his name's out there, and it's not negative. It's positive. He's feeling wanted even though he's refusing to work out for teams. But if you say wait till the offseason, then you don't quite know who the contenders will be next year when you sign in spring. We see all kinds of teams have great 
off seasons and then when they get to the they get to the regular season it just falls apart so this is your opportunity i feel like to be able to name a contender get on one late in the race but you have to do a workout we we, we know we, I, i'm going to push back a little bit on that like anything happens any season you're right there could be you know injuries here and there look man um kansas city ain't gonna be a contender next year pat's not going anywhere um you know the eagles this is just a, this is a one hit wonder. Well, no, Sirianni I mean, says that he's he's one hundred percent set at the receiver. No, I'm just I'm giving you examples that we know who contenders are going to be in the NFL. We don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl, but we know the franchises that are close. If you pay attention to this league and you really understand football and off season and how long this guy's on there, you can tell the story on who's going to be either maybe even a surprise team or you know who's going to be contenders. I mean, how did I know the 49ers was going to be this dominant in August? You know why? Because the season tells you 21, okay, 2021 told a story to give you, if you pay attention to the NFL, it tells a story. And it told a story come up in 2022 when you follow cuts, guys that's been the nucleus together. You know, and if I can see that, Guys that play in this league, and that's why they get the big GMs, get the big bucks. They, I see what you're saying. Nothing's guaranteed. But this ain't, this is not, um, you know, what can I compare it to? I still say it's not even really just baseball. I mean, the NFL, you know who are going to be contenders. He knows that. He knows that. Buffalo, they're not going to be a contender next year. I mean, that's who Vaughn tells us who found out he was out for the year. Not to count them out. Would you fault? Uh, Odell for signing with the Bills, even if it's a two or three year deal. Last time I checked, Josh Allen ain't going nowhere. We know. 1 800 707 9760. Also, uh, other news going on. I don't know. Was there any, uh, you know, we've been talking some free agent baseball, you know, especially with the pitchers and the amount of money that's been shelled out. And of course, with Judge and his historic uh, contract there. Um, is there any free agents, other free agents that we might have missed that signed on as this money's getting thrown away, thrown around loosely in major leagues? Anybody else that I might have missed that's significant? Well, there has been a handful. Um, you've got the, just yesterday, uh, Masaka Yoshida coming over from Japan, five years, $90 million going to the Red Sox. He replaces Bogarts, who's now going over on another massive like $260 million deal with the San, with the San Diego Padres. Padres, hmm. of course, they lose Josh Bell. He's going to Cleveland. So you do have a lot of movement okay. with some big movers and shakers. You got some pitchers uh, getting worked around as well. There's uh, <laughs> uh, we've eclipsed the two billion mark. Um, Passan reported yesterday two billion already spent uh, this off season in baseball. And can you imagine? Like you know, I was having this uh, conversation. Um, with AC because she was asked about the salary cap and the business and all that stuff and kind of that. And sometimes I have to even tell AC, like, can we talk about something else, man? Like you ask me constantly want to talk sports to us. Like that's like somebody working out at working at McDonald's and then going to meet his buddies to go hang out at Jack in the box afterwards after making eight hours of hamburgers. But anyway, she was trying to have this discussion with me about the cap situation and understanding it. And do you understand? Like I told her, I was like, can you imagine if when we were talking about the judge contract, can you imagine if there was no salary cap in the NFL? I mean, we had, you know, I'm old enough to see that, go through that, where it was like that. But now that I'm older, really understand the business and the landscaping of how, you know, 
advertisers, additional revenue plays a factor. I mean, if checkbooks, I mean, if money was really no object and you didn't have to stay in a salary cap, can you imagine? Would you be able to tell the contenders then, Jonas? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, at that point, it's just pocketbook yeah. watching. Yeah. I mean, that's in, in, in the 90s, not taking anything away from those guys, but that's why you went through a spell to where it was 49ers or Dallas in the NFC Championship game when you had three or four years like that. During that period, I remember during that period, it was one of those that that short window right there, I really didn't have the same – I mean, I can't say the same interest, but I really was kind of like, even at that age, I knew I was like, you know what? I'm. This is a period right now. This is not really fun because you know the regular season, anything can happen. But back then, you knew for a fact you were heading toward a collision course for 49ers, Dallas. And if it didn't happen that way, the only team that were really doing that stretch was going to make them stub their toe. It was going to be Green Bay. And that was it. And that was when he the money. It was it was just big bank take little bank then. But no, we were talking about that. But also, um, what else we got? NBA, your Spurs are finally back in action tonight. They're hosting the Rockets. This is a team that they should be able to stop um, this twenty game losing streak that they're on. It's not quite twenty. Well, it but felt like it. that's why I just put it. I knew you were going to correct me on that. But what is it? Where are we at now? Eleven or twelve? Uh, they're at thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, uh, no, no, like no, no. I, I, I take that back. I'd have to correct myself. I don't think. I we're, thought they're at twelve. I don't think we're quite at thirteen. I know that um, they're approaching though the franchise record of fourteen. They're approaching that. We're they're still at 11 a game or, or two away. Yeah, we're still they're a game a, or two yeah, away. Yeah, I, I was I was being a smart ass at twenty. I know they're eleven or twelve skid, but the Rockets are maybe what the doctor ordered. They're a team that I think that you could go ahead and stop this losing streak against. Um, they're coming in, you know, tonight. So you've got that going. It on. is eleven. 11 uh, I can yeah. confirm that for you. And and when you look at the look at the game tonight, uh, San Antonio still going to be missing. Jakob Pertl, no Sohan, no Blake Wesley, no Kata Bates-Diop, and no Dominic Barlow, uh, one of the two-way guys. Um, and you got Tate, Hudgens, and Days all quite all out for the Rockets and questionable uh, Christopher Fernando and Porter Jr. per the injury reports today. Devin Vassell, doubtful for your Spurs. Well... Um, those guys you name, other than Yaka Pro, those are just guys to me. I mean, like the guys you name. I mean, I know they're on this team, but I just feel like whoever they trot out there, I mean, they're playing. First of all, I thought the Rockets were going to be a little bit better than what they are right now. I really did. So it looks like I'll take that L because they're a team that's right in the same sweepstakes almost as the team they're playing tonight. I'm just saying if you don't really want to get this to get this extremely ugly, you got to go ahead and pretty much you when you play these teams like the Rockets and I don't know who else I'll put in that category right now. You got to try to get a W because they're gonna be far in between. What do you got? Who says you don't want this to be ugly? This don't don't take your eye off the prize, Cal. I got this it, is, man. This but, is a tanking sweepstakes. I, I got and it. when you look at the matchup tonight, uh, it is you know the Spurs are the bottom in the West. That's now. fine. The tanking is them. tanking is one thing, but being historically bad and setting records and franchise records and league records that's one thing. I don't think we want to be in that company. At the end of the day, there's still some pride left. This is a five-time world champion organization. Even if it's a shell of itself, that you can't erase history. The okay? deeper the hole, the sweeter the climb. All right. You know, diamonds don't lose value over years. Okay, so to me, I just feel that, yes, they can still accomplish, 
you know what they're trying to do even though they say they're not doing anything to do that and you got to take them the word the word for that but you don't want them to be historically setting records you can still get what you want without historically setting records 1-800-707-9760 yeah and being down 30 by halftime that's inexcusable man well, I hope that doesn't happen suns. again. Huh? Talk about being down 30 to the Suns. Did you see the Suns last night? I did. Speaking of that, <laughs> Boston, yeah, they got beat down on national television. Don't talk to me like Suns. They got a guy that doesn't even want to be there anymore. Aiden doesn't even want to be. I've been saying this for a month. Like, they got to trade Aiden. First of all, they gave him the extension. Okay? I mean, if you, I mean, come on. I mean, if people think giving Russ 250 before seeing him play was bad. How about an extension when a guy knows that he doesn't want to be there and they're not even talking to the coach? And I'll sit there and say, how do you not get along with Monty Williams? I don't understand that. To me, I've always heard good things about Aiden. I never met him, but I, I mean, he assumed he looks like he's a good kid. But how in the hell? That makes me look at you strange. Like, how in the hell do you get not get along with Monty Williams? I can see how people can't get along with Pop, even though Pop seems like he gets along with everybody. I can see how people can get a hold of Doc Rivers, Phil Jackson, Steve Kerr. But how in the hell do you bump heads with Monty Williams? So, therefore, he was a horrible last night. His effort is disgusting. They, he's going to be traded. Before the trade, because remember, they couldn't trade him until, because they gave him that extension. Right. In, a, in a month, they've got we to can wait talk to about movement. Yeah, they've for, got to. As soon as that window's open, they've got to make a move. We'll get to the rest of the document when we get back. Of course, the biggest story today, we've got a prison swap we've got to discuss. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's get a dose we're broadcasting here from the hazel sky online studios we'll be back are you ready for a real cocktail then crack open a great tasting zing zang ready to drink cocktail like our bloody mary with vodka in a can it's full strength with nine percent alcohol and america's number one bloody mary mix or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree unlike those hard seltzers each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients just like a bartender made it for you zing zang always bold always ready go to zingzang.com to find where to buy please zing zang responsibly Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey. Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett Smith and one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka. All right, keep in mind, handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, so got a couple other things going that will surface back to college. Dion continues to make moves. Went and jacked somebody from Nick. I'll go ahead and let you, we'll talk about that. Um, also, we'll touch on a little bit, look ahead a little bit, some of the lights. Still kind of a light night in the NBA. Got a few games to touch on last night, too, as well. But let's get started with the biggest story today. Most of us woke up to this morning to the news that uh, Brittany Griner, all right, WNBA player, player, former Baylor Bear, um, was released from a Russian prison and what they call a prison swap, okay, um, and is on her way back home as we speak. Now, we've touched on this topic here and there, um, and I'm giving my thoughts, you know, about it from the jump. Um, and again, as anticipated, I mean, it was, and I knew we were headed for this eventually when it happened, but it's, it's, again, it's just something else to go ahead and divide the country in regards to how they stand for this. Now, look, you know, America has a million flaws, okay, big problems, but it's still the best country in the world, regardless. And I don't think anybody, I mean, if you just really truly have hate in your heart, Okay, um, or you're just a flat out, you know, hating your heart for a flat out bigot, racist, you know, have something that, you know, hatred toward. I mean, you can have your opinion either way, good or bad in regards to the LGBT, anything, but <clears throat> necessarily you don't have to have hatred in your heart unless you have hatred. I don't think there's any America that really want any of our citizens military or not for whatever crime they i mean on the short of killing somebody or killing somebody innocent in another country um that we want anybody rotten in a prison that's not on america's soul in another country if you really truly care about the country and you you don't have true hate in your heart so i think to me in my opinion um i won't say all but i think even the chunk of people that are disagreeing or having pushback on this is pretty much from the stance of not that they feel that without a doubt, Brittany should have stayed over there or she had no right coming home. It's the anger, just the confusion of like, Hey man, you know, at the end of the day, we say what we say about our military, right? We say what we say about this and not just military. I mean, there's other people that's not even military, 
um, such as the gentleman that's in discussion, that's locked up of abroad in other parts of the world. So it's really talking about those people as well, too, um, because there's so many layers of it. And that's why I really see both sides of it. And, and but the truth of the matter is, I mean, yes. And for those people that say, hey, well, she would have got arrested for what she got or did over here in the in the state. Yes, yeah, she would have. But she wouldn't have been looking at 25 years in one of the worst prisons in the world either. You know, um, but it's going to be it needs to be a lesson learned. Again, I said this when it first happened to entertainers, athletes, celebrities, whatever you want to call even business people that we don't know that are wealthy enough to travel the whole world and that are high profile just from the way and they are look at themselves and they are viewed outside this world as an Americans. And the truth of it is 80 percent, 70 percent of the rest of the world don't really like us. Okay, whether we black Americans, white Americans, Asian American, it don't matter. So with this said, I hope it's a lesson to feel like, you know, U.S. laws and stuff don't travel abroad. And you got to be and especially in the time that we live in now where it's the world is more connected. You've got to understand that you could be a, a, a you know, a political prisoner of war, regardless of how petty the crime is or whatever. Or if it's a setup or whatever, for all we know, she could have been set up, you know. We don't know. I mean, eventually somebody's going to get the first sit down. Somebody's going to get the book deal. We're going to know exactly from Britney's side of things what you went through. Now, in regards to who they gave up to get Britney, an arms dealer. Okay, this is a guy that was convicted. I remember when it was in the news. You know, me, I, I, I don't know everything in regards when it comes to history, but stuff like this that has to do with the government. There's certain things just stand out in my head that I can remember. So due to the fact this guy's come back in the news, now we really didn't even talk about this guy until we got into this Britney situation pretty much in the last year. You know, she went to jail last February. She pretty much almost did right out a year, a few months shy of it. But I do recall when this was all going down with this gentleman. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is guilty of selling millions and millions of dollars of weapons to Colombia. Okay, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Colombia. Colombia to really commit acts of terror on Americans. Okay, so this is, and the reason why I put that out there is because we're talking about Haish oil or whatever the hell you call it, to really like a guy that's really don't, really hates us for the most part. And and again, his ties go deep of who he's tied with. Now to me, um, in my personal opinion, when you talk about, cause, cause to me, you know, what's crazy about this is I think it's even surprising to some people that even some African Americans in this situation, considering the climate we've been in in the last four years is actually pretty much, you got a majority of them in their climate that come from a military background that don't like it either. That's pushback. I mean, we know there, and I know there's going to be a section of people that are going to hijack this politically. Okay. Especially on the right. And they're going to sit there and, and they're going to politicize. Oh, well, she hated the country and she didn't kneel. She kneeled for the flag. And then we take a military guy. That's why this administration, that's why they hate America and they hate our military. That's going to be, that's just the way it's going to go down. But the truth of the matter is you have some people that are really black, white, Hispanic, Asian, don't matter, that come from a family of military background and either have lost 
men and women serve this country in war. I mean, look, my brother served the military, went over in Germany, whatever. I knew it. I can't remember how long he served, but to tell you the truth, I when they used to come to recruiting when I was in high school, even middle school, I even knew back then because I just think different. I just knew, like, look, man, that's not for me. I'm not, I can't, you can't entice me just with free board, free education, and I get good credit. I get a car. That wasn't enough for me. They got a lot of people like that because I always knew, like, you got to really be about that life. I'm patriotic, but I know the military, that's not for me. So I can tell you, even though I don't even come from really a military background and family, but as I get older to even know to the other families that really have lost family members to war and who have served this country of all colors, you can see why this is rubbing some people along because either they know or they know somebody of or they've been in that situation where they've had family and former military people left abroad. I mean, I always went on the impression, and again, you got to know these things don't happen every day. I mean, this ain't like trading baseball cards, man. I mean, but at the end of the day, all along, in my opinion, I was always made believe that they were going to try to bring both of them home at the same time. And I thought they had to do it that way because I already knew if they didn't where this was going to be. I mean, and, and again, it's just sad because on both sides, it, it's going to be politicized. But this just comes down to like really puts in perspective like, hey, we preach. And look, I'm glad she's coming home. And then let me tell you something. Just what I just told you a while ago. I was surprised when I had this discussion in the barbershop about almost a year ago in regards to the like, no, she can't come over here in military. You know. I was kind of surprised at that, but I started thinking, I was like, you know what, man, maybe there's some truth to that. I mean, I always knew she went in as a political prisoner. I mean, this is right when the Ukraine stuff happened. I knew this is kind of really chess, or maybe what they wanted all the time. Midterms are over, elections over, and if you notice, as soon as everything died down, things started to happen behind the scenes and it got done. I mean, it's, it's just, it's sad because humans can be used for this. And especially high, pro I mean, come on, man. She's been playing in Russia for like almost seven years, six years. They knew who she was. They know. There was some, not some random tall, like they know. But the thing with me that just gets it on both ends is the way it's going to be rushed to politicize the gain a point that we want to prove on either side, you know? And don't think, don't get it twisted. I mean, because, yeah, she's coming home. But, you know, Don Lemon, you know, CNN, I think they moved Don in the morning. I mean, he let it be known. AC was let me know. He let it be known. I guess he tweeted, like, this is a great day, you know, for the LGBT community. Oh, don't, I mean, don't don't get it twisted that I didn't play some part in it, too, as well. The pressures of that. It's just one of those things that I see both sides. I'm glad she's coming home. But this is equivalent. Let's just say Tom Brady after the second after the Super Bowl win against the Panthers. And I, I know the timeline don't even match it, but let's just say they called up and say, Hey, we're gonna give you Jamarcus Russell for Tom Brady. Let's do it. This is equivalent to that. Talking about the trade and the value, how bad it is. If you look at what, what we're giving up, that's what I mean by that. It's a bad trade, man. I think, look, I'm glad. Like, you can keep it real. Like, take the feelings away. Right. Take, take the fact that, like, we've already said that there's no. That's why I basically started this whole segment the way I did. 
even the people that are upset, this has nothing to do by anybody wanting to see her rot in prison. Right. This what this has to do with is basically what this country has instilled into Americans from black, white, Hispanic on on how important our military is. So at the end of the day, this guy that's uh, what I mean, because the, the uh, what's the gentleman's name? Paul Whelan. Paul Whelan. And Whelan, I believe he's on charges of what, like as a spy, like an espionage, like a, is that what they have him holding them for? The, the White House believes, again, they are trumped up charges, false charges, but yes, he was convicted of espionage and he uh, was, in, a Russia, in, in Russia. And so he's and, serving, I think, he's got, I think, I think, I think, if I remember hearing this right this morning, he's got about another 10 years left. But whatever they correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but whatever he's accused of, of this espionage over there, he was doing this while working for the military and being part of the military, right? I mean, he, this was kind of like over there serving for the cover. He was a serviceman abroad. Okay, so so pretty much he wasn't out there on vacation and just because and just basically got caught up in some legal stuff. He he was basically serving this country as whatever assignment, classified assignment or whatever he was trying to accomplish, right? Not to my knowledge. Not I to your I knowledge. Can't, I okay. can't speak to either way. Well, I don't want to confirm the bottom line is whether he was or not, he didn't, he's a Marine and he didn't serve the country. And the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, we talk about it. Look, I cover it every day. I do it for a living. But also the top of that side of people that say, you know, whether it's entertainers, whether it's athletes, whether it's, you know, black, white or whatever. You have a section of people that say we put entertainers, we put this above regular people. There's so many layers you can go through this. I'm just telling you to me. It was a. That's why when you, I mean I know you gave me the gas fix when I said this, but I gave that example because it's a bad trade. When you when you look at what the value is in regards to what she did and what this guy and how long has he been over there already for? Like at the at the the, the, the marine he's already served. Like how long has he been over there? For? I think Paul Whelan's about five years. In. Five years. Five years. Look, I look. I think also. Look, you can give the administration credit if you want to. I mean, it's it's your opinion what you want to do. But, I mean, me personally, I think that if this was going to be or they were going to cave in the fact that they say, hey, man, it's either this or that. Take it or leave it. Because I'm pretty sure Biden was trying to get a two for one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who they let out probably would have justified a two to one. But you have to understand who's in the, who he's negotiating against. This guy is This guy is enriched into, like, the stuff you see on TV, like KGB stuff. Like, this is who this administration, when you're talking about who they got over here and who they want. So, to me, my point I'm getting to is that I believe the administration sold it to America through this Britney Griner watch that this was going to be Whelan and her coming home kind of all along, like the effort's going to be. Because I think that's really what the stun of really the, even some of the backlash it is, because I believe when people look and say, oh, it's Britney, people thought that day, whether it was next month, or it was going to be two years from now, a year and a half from now, that both of them were going to be coming home simultaneously. And I think that's also the little bit of the the the, the backlash and, and, and kind of that. Let me tell you this. Uh, Michael Parsons told you how he felt about it in real time. Now, he's released two other tweets, kind of backtracking again. I, that's why I hate, and that's the negativity about the time that we live in, especially if you play for quote unquote America's team and, and you're Michael Parsons, and he's arguably one of the best young defensive players in this game. But in real time, waking up, paraphrasing his tweet, he was just, wow, oh, Bernie Grant, oh, over Marine and a Marine left one, oh, hell no. Then he starts getting a little bit backlash from that, getting some support from that. 
Then he had to clarify that tweet and paraphrase, just say, hey, it was no shot at Brittany. Glad she's home. You know, yada, yada, yada. This is more about I come from a military background and I've got people that serve the military. That's it. And he just said, hey, I have no. And he and he's smart enough. And I do believe this is Michael Parker. This isn't his PR getting coaching him like, hey, tweet this. I, this is him. And he's smart enough to even in that tweet say, hey, I'm far from a Trump supporter. And I but I don't like this administration. So he the reason why I'm saying I'm smart because he knows it's going to become political. So I'm 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 Michael Parsons and I've got and I've got this million people following. I'll be careful. So at the end of the day, he said, that's what it is. The thing I hate is the third tweet having to come back and apologize for that and say, oh, I've talked to so and so in my tweet. If that's really how he felt, because he's got military ties. And he's a and he's a black man that's upset because Brittany Griner's getting released. What's the problem in that? Well, to start off, Micah Parsons made it political himself. Even before he, his second tweet, his first tweet of the morning was, "Yes, wait, no, nah, we left the Marine Helma," and then right. he quote tweeted the president. All right, and that's where he said, "We still not voting for you," with an exclamation point. Met that and, one mispassed. And then that, and well, it's it's since been deleted. But of course, on the internet, nothing is ever officially gone. I don't. I grabbed the he... screenshot in real time while I could. Mm. Uh, because I figured he was going to pull that one down, and then he goes on his, uh, you know, the long explanations. Just spoke with somebody, for, you know, apologized. You know, I understand my, from my opinion, with the attempts were to bring both of them home, and that's when he gets into the apology. But the, he did start off making it political. Well, I think any time if he brings a military, if you want to say that's your definition to make it political, well, no, that's I, fine. I think that quote tweeting the president okay. and saying we're still not voting okay, for you. Okay, well, is that's. It I mean, political. that's fine, but I don't think that's the reason why he tweeted it. I think he tweeted it his real raw emotion because he got family people that basically then fall military you know news flash to everybody there's been black uh soldiers and stuff that's died for this country too i know it's not really glorified 100%. in the history books and everything but there's been black soldiers that's died for this country so when a black man that plays for quote-unquote america's team decides to go ahead in raw emotions they always say when somebody's upset or somebody's drunk they always tell you the truth of what they feel about you that's why I never took any apology from a female that's ever said anything to me negative when she's drunk. Because I'm like, no, that's how you feel. Okay, I don't say it that nice, though. I don't have to worry about FCC. We come like, you know, what? No, but anyway. No, man, that, yes. In real time, he felt that way. He's got military ties. Evidently, he's passed by. He's upset. Yes, he wanted to come home. He shouldn't have to retweet and apologize for that. He shouldn't. And it's like, and I think even though we're so divided and we're so separate, I think even some people realize, like, oh my God, there's black people that's upset. Britney's not. It's getting really, yeah, man, because they got military. They got their own reasons too. It just comes down to what's fair. She's been over the night. And let me tell you something. And, 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 but the part of it I'm not going to hear about, oh, well, she kneeled for the flag, so she hated America. That's just, that's, just, that's just rhetoric. That's just basically undertone rhetoric. So I'm not hearing that side. I'm not talking about that. But if you really want to just talk about it in regards to what the expectations of her is going to have to be going forward. And I'll touch on that, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. That's my thoughts on it. Everybody's going to not agree to disagree or to agree to disagree on this. we got other things we'll get to as well, but you can comment on that. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. We'll be back.